What do the wavies? <laughs> and people do those in the Facebook ads, though, and it works, I think. So they do. It stops you, right? It's like, oh, hey, what did hey, you got to say? And I was like, when they're pointing down, I'm like, I think they're pointing to something else in my head, but whatever. Um, hey, it's the case of the Mondays, and we're coming to you live all together. I'm in. I'm in the Dill's bathroom. <laughs> I just realized you're in the guest bathroom. That's fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Lacey's upstairs with Sean and Billy Chow, who's going to be joining us pretty soon. And um, it's a case of the monies, but we want to talk about you've had a hectic weekend, Lacey. You've had a bunch of people coming into your house. Tell me about what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a little bit of a wild week. We've had Billy here with us since Monday. And then we had a discovery day with one of our specific doctors from San Francisco, Case or San Diego. Casey came over on Wednesday. Oh, and I didn't then, know that one. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah. And then Friday, we had um, Brian Dooley out from Sherman, and we were going over uh, some ideas around business. And then Brian Dooley leaves Sunday morning, and Tristan comes in, and we just get to work on summer camp. So we've got... Brian, we've got Casey. Oh, and I forgot. And we had another IPO discovery day with one of our clients, uh, Josh, yesterday. So we've we've done a lot of work. We've done a lot of work this weekend. We're not done. No, no, no. We have a lot of work to do the next couple of days while I'm here. Scratch the surface. Yeah. And, um, you know, this brings up one of the topics we're talking about today is, is Keystone Habits. Because one of the things about you guys is that, uh, and I love because it brings me back to my startup days, is there is no ending of your, the work day at, with the Dills. It's, right. and it's not, and it might sound bad to people. I don't know if it does. If it does, it shouldn't sound bad. It should be, it's really cool. But, you know, we were reading an article on The Hustle about uh, Keystone Habits and, um, you know, someone was talking about Elon Musk. They said, hey, we all work 20 hours a day and he worked 23 hours. I love that quote. That, that was awesome. you and Sean sometimes. <laughs> Although I got to say, I don't know, uh, Elon, if I could get off a one hour sleep, whatever hack he's got going on there, I want it. (laughs) Well, let's, let's talk about what weird habits do you, or what would be weird habits you think that you have in your daily ritual to keep you engaged and, and, and active in your day? What do you do that might be considered even, maybe it's not considered weird, but what are some of your keystone habits? Like Beethoven had a morning ritual of counting beans. And it was something that he did that was to increase his focus during the day. What, anything you have? You know what? There's a lot of people that are big proponents of the second your alarm goes off, jump out of bed. I actually don't like that. So I never, ever hit the snooze button. I'll say that. I ne- that one of the things that I've never allowed myself to do is hit snooze. I'll never put on multiple alarms. When the one alarm goes off, I want to get up. But I'm not a big jump out of bed kind of person, because I know for me, those first couple minutes of the day, if I can wake up nicely, relax, take a breath, that's going to set my day off. So for some reason, I've always spent like the first five, 10 minutes after my alarm goes off, I just kind of sit up and I enjoy the silence before my day gets started. And um, I'm Italian. And so I think it's just in my blood. I am a grazer, so I'm not like I have to have a big lunch. Mm-hmm. I like grazing throughout the uh, the entire day, and that allows me to eat during my calls. And I'm like, I think that like keeps my energy up all day long, so I'm not like sucking down coffee and stuff like that. 
just graze. I'm a little grazer. Just a grazer. I don't know if that's a weird habit or not, but it's always worked for me. Well, I, I think I have, um, I, a lot of people don't know this, but I have a weird OCDs. I have to touch certain things and uh, I count. Um, so I don't know if that's actually a weird habit or a mental illness. <laughs> I think that they can be used interchangeably. That's oh, kind of yeah. how that goes. <laughs> With most of these people, I mean, Beethoven counted beans. Is that a weird habit or is that an ill? I don't know. You know? I think that falls in OCD too. Uh, here were some three tips to develop your keystone habits. It starts at the end. Understand what change you want in your life. It can be as simple as waking up earlier or launching your billion dollar business. And know what you want before you go about making large changes. Write it down and work backwards. Um, so I think the Keystone Habits, um, did you did you see anything in your and Sean's relationship? Because as you guys have elevated the business, BDC, acquiring sushi, growing the brand, have you seen any habits that you guys have, have committed to? Well, what's really interesting is, number one, Sean and I are really, really good at clearly defining like who does what. Not just in our relation, not just in our business, but also in our relationship. So one of the things that we found is that we each have tasks that need to be done during the day. We manage our own schedules. And even though we both work from home and we're literally 20 feet apart, most of the time throughout the entire day, we barely see each other. Like mm -hmm. we put our heads down and we get work done. We don't yeah. allow the fact that we're like in the same space to uh, essentially dilute our focus and work hours. We give each other space to get done what needs to be done, I guess. Mm -hmm. And that's been a really good habit is kind of creating that separation of workspace yeah. um, and adhering to it. I love it. Um, things that I've had to do to, to help was really committing to being, the, one of the things I learned in startup world was it was almost like playing a game of chicken. So I'm not I'm not an early uh, bird usually. Um, weird on Saturdays I am. For some reason, Saturdays have always been ingrained in me that I wake up at six on Saturdays, no matter what. And um, I like doing my reading and working then. Uh, depends on if it was a, a long night the night before. But um, I always play, I played a game of chicken in the startup world, like who was the last to leave the office? Yeah. That was kind of something you know, and our passwords were tenacity and, you know, numbers and things like that. But uh, put in the comments for us, guys. What are some weird or keystone habits that you guys have um, that you do on a daily basis to help you achieve your goals and stay focused during the day and, and keep momentum? We interested in seeing what the comments are at the end. Um, we have a, a friend from Down Under uh, who's with us today. Billy. Billy. <laughs> Billy. Hello. <laughs> Billy Chow, we had to actually interview in person. And yes, he is as dreamy as he looks, girls. <laughs> hey, guys. Here, get on in, Billy. Thank you. I'm just taking a break from um, doing the, the dishes and cooking <laughs> for the dills. Um, and the handiwork. And the yes. handiwork. <laughs> and the handiwork. Yeah. We cooked a wonderful lamb that I had the seconds of yesterday. Um, uh, did you enjoy it? What was your, what's your secret to your your lamb? Is there something you could reveal? It's it's actually just keeping it simple. Like you know, like uh, probably the the secret is is getting a good cut of meat. Because um, if you got the right cut and a good cut of meat, um, then you just let and you cook it in the you know in the right environment. 
it sort of does itself. You know, like obviously some some salt and some pepper, some, you know, some little things, but nothing. Like there's no secret sauce. Yeah. Do you have any weird habits that you do during the day that keep your focus and momentum? Um, weird habits. Uh, I'm, I'm an early starter, so I get up early. Um, it doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter if I go to bed at 1.30 in the morning. Uh, I still get up about 5 o'clock. Um, I and then for me, uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a sort of like a tidy freak. So um, I I need to have a shower. I need to get, get cleaned up. I need to get dressed. Um, and that sort of like starts my day. I feel like that if I'm if I'm in my PJs or in my you know my sweats and stuff, like it's sort of hard for me to to work. And for yeah, so I kind of need to get dressed up. Doesn't doesn't have to be a three piece suit, but um, yeah, it's just so yeah. I feel like this is a bash at me, Billy. Yeah, no, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I, but see, I'm with Billy on that. Yeah. I can get behind that. Even if you work from home, you shouldn't be in your sweats, mm. right? Oh, I mean, see, I can, go, I can go all week. It kills well, me. You know. That doesn't surprise me. But <laughs> yeah. I have to have, like, our bed has to be made. Like, everything has to be in its place. I've got to have my desk clean the night before. Mm. I look at my calendar the night before. It's like I'm ready. The space is ready for me. I don't get the space ready the day of. I hate yeah. that. Yeah. 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 You know, that makes sense. Um, and and I get that. I I just think sometimes, like, I, I look at time wasting. And I look at, like, I like what Mark Zuckerberg does with his only gray shirts. Like, yeah, you know, outfits to me. Sometimes I think I, I growing up a son of Tim Schaub, and people know my dad. He dresses like a pimp. He basically dresses yeah. like Steve Harvey, and <laughs> and um, you know I grew up with him, literally like like in my head like a diva, picking out his suits and going what 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 looks good, what looks good with this, and I'm like I'm not that kid. Like I'm not that guy. Like I'm not your, you know. And so I looked at time wasting. So, but I like this this other concept and I'm, I'm thinking about maybe changing mm. some things now because yeah. Yeah. And, yeah and they also say that like i can't remember who who it was but um they say that the first thing you should do when you get up is to make your bed yep because like you've completed something yeah for you it'll be actually to sleep on a bed not yeah. on the floor <laughs> yeah hey and do you know what else? can i add to that yeah. if the first thing you did when you woke up was made your bed Lena would never be upset with you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you could you could go yeah. in that room and do Facebook lives all day and never get in trouble. <laughs> uh, speaking of cool things, um, uh, Billy, you've been given the keys to the BDC warehouse and you brought it to Australia, Asia. Um, yeah. Well, let's yes. So look, there's definitely a need for BDC in Australia and also throughout Australasia. Um, yeah, and, and, I, and this is something I keep talking about, that uh, how we're going about it is we're sort of reverse engineering it because, you know, we, we got to start from scratch. Um, uh, even though that Sean and Lacey uh, and myself, you know, people know us, uh, they, they don't quite understand what we're about and what mm -hmm. we do. And we're a little bit different, aren't we? Because, you know, we, yeah. we, we don't provide, I mean, like, People want it, but we don't provide that sort of magic bullet of, hey, you know, like do this or this magic script. I mean, people that are in BDC know the concepts that it's, um, they're rock solid foundational concepts that help you grow your community, help you build, you know, your, your trust and your brand. And it's not just like, you know, a one-off script that's gonna help you do that. So, you know, that's what we're trying to do. Uh, and, and we've got some, actually, 
the, the, the people that are already in BDC in Australia, they're great. You know, we've yeah, got some, like, you know, shout out to guys like Adam Smith and Alice yeah. Nasher and Derek um, and then also Jamie in New Zealand. Uh, you know, we've got some wonderful members there and we're going to want to grow it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, our first uh, workshop is going to be in May. So uh, Lacey Tina and Sean. And yeah. yeah, we're super excited. We're going yeah. out there in May. Yeah. 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 And, and, and the thing about Billy from experience level, because I don't think people know how old Billy is. Billy's actually 65 years old. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's that yeah. Asian glow that yeah. gives them, yeah. yeah well, Billy, it's, it's, it's a good genes. Billy, you, you do look like, like, you know, like a millennial young, like hipster. Mm-hmm. And um, you have good genes, but people wouldn't believe, like, when you say, I've sold a bunch of practices. Yeah. Tell me about one of your favorite like strategies or what you learned in selling your practices that you would ex- you would tell someone else going through that experience to help them. Uh, well, one in, in for, uh, actually a couple of examples uh, is actually choosing good associates. Mm. Um, you know, and also from the beginning, uh, mapping out the purpose. Uh, you know, and and that's it's, it's fine. Um, and that is that I, I like I always sort of was open about look, you know. Uh, are you interested in um, being part of a, you know, an organization, uh, buying in or owning your own practice? Um, and so I kind of wanted to find out in the beginning where they were heading. And then mm-hmm. if they were, then we just just put in the systems, help them actually you know, understand what to do. And so when it came time to selling, it was easy because mm-hmm. you know, they actually reaped the whole benefit of the whole sort of goodwill and the business. And they've been there already. So that's probably one of the, the key things. But also, like as um, Lacey would agree, and yourself, it's systems. You know, having systems mm-hmm. that that if you walk away, it still works. Yeah. That's such a powerful statement too, mm. because you can absolutely find the perfect associate, but if you have no systems to drop them into, mm. the whole thing can fall apart, yeah. and you could lose them. Mm. So everybody's always worried about finding the right fit, but you've got to find the right fit, and then drop them into a systematized, organized, infrastructurally sound business right in order for them to have the success you want them to have yeah people don't do that mm. and this weekend was a big weekend because we found out uh lacy made a really great decision and you want to share with the world what what the big news is for summer camp it is a very great decision because you know what if anybody is friends with billy chow you would have seen on his facebook page he posted a little cameo of a talk that he did for a bunch of uh, women entrepreneurs in uh, New York, yeah? Yep. And um, it was hilarious. The whole crowd was cracking up. He's got that, you know, um, wonderful, amazing Australian accent. He's funny, he's good looking. So I thought, wow, what a perfect fit to be our MC for summer camp, right? So you get to listen to this Australian accent all weekend long, ladies, all weekend long. Yep. And gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, and, and <laughs> because Billy, you were you were part of a big uh, movement in Australia called DG, and you put on events before. I we we brought you into the fold to help out with organization stuff. It's been a wonderful weekend with you so far, and I know we got a lot of stuff to work on today and tomorrow. Yeah, but what are you most excited about for summer camp, bro? Man, this is the the caliber of the speakers. Mm. You know, I, I think that. That you know, in my twenty years of being a chiropractor, I've gone to so many seminars and events and conferences, and I and I think that 
not to not to sort of you know sort of discount the the importance of the other uh, events that have been put on uh, currently and also in the past. And certainly, you know, one of my special ones was, was DG for the ASRF. Um, but what uh, you guys have organised with the with the speakers, it's just like phenomenal. You know, like uh, it's, and, and I think that I think that our profession. Uh, we have to be mature now and understand that there are there are there are people out there that have a business mindset and expertise mm. that may not be linked to chiropractors. You know, it's like you know, in the past we've always kind of kind of uh, wanted to listen to you know who's done it before, you know who's been you know done successfully in chiropractic, um, but we can learn way way more and faster. Um, you know, by learning from people that have done it outside of chiropractic. Mm -hmm. You know, people like Jay Abraham, um, you know, Roger Love, uh, you know, like so, and obviously I'm not going to tell you all of the other ones that we know about, but, yeah, it's the it's the, it's the the calibre and yeah. the excitement of the speakers we have. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a great weekend, guys. Uh, you can get your tickets now and until April 15th, they are at a premium discount rate. Uh, it's a steal of a deal right now. Plus, we actually have some cool bonuses that anyone who's gotten their ticket, I mean, literally we've been told when we, we shared this information, when Sean and Lacey shared this information at the recent Black Diamond Club sales workshop, some people said in the back whispering, I just get a summer cap ticket just for the bonuses. Mm -hmm. So that will be launching pretty much today or tomorrow um, for us, which we're really excited about because it's epic stuff. So be on the lookout for that. And uh, I'm not, I don't want to kick Billy out because let's, that'd be awkward to be like, Billy, leave. <laughs> well, let's no, just keep going. No, no, We're good. Okay. Tristan, are you sitting on the toilet? What? Yeah, I'm sitting on, I'm sitting on your toilet. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Um, so we're I mean, about reading, man. in every room of the house yeah. last week it was a bedroom with a bed and this week it's a toilet with yeah. the shower in the background what are we yeah. going to see next Tristan yeah. kitchen Nate uh, well we you know we could do a tour around we should do a tour sometime around this is a beautiful house that Sean and Lacey have and it's a cool party house speaking of parties um, I had uh, you know a lot of people in realm um, uh, if people don't know Realm, it's one of the groups on Facebook for chiropractors used to make fun of me and say, wow, this guy looks stoned all the time. Well, the truth is I just have stone face. That's the reality. I am not stoned stone all the face. time. You have resting stone face? What's that? Resting stone face. Resting stone face, yeah. That's you. In, in fact, I really don't like marijuana. And mm -hmm. it surprises people because it, it screws with my brand, I think, because people assume, oh, he's a partier. He must like to smoke up. Uh, I even had a couple people in California, I won't name names, who thought like that was, you know, we should hang out and do that. But I actually get really paranoid out of the stuff. But the other day, um, I did in park take in a marijuana cone with a friend. And I had two hits in and I called my dad later and I said, I feel like an old man because I ran home uh, like freaking out. And um, I don't like marijuana. I just want to let the world know, like, I'm not a pothead. Like, like <laughs> you're, when you meet me at events, please do not try to pass me something because I don't enjoy the experience. <laughs> but being a marijuana, I want to get your guys' thoughts on, obviously, CBD. And uh, in the NFL recently is looking into making marijuana uh, not part of the, the, the P test. The NBA has loosened its restrictions. We've become a very – that's why I can have this conversation uh, about 
like marijuana is recreational in most places and in yeah. places it isn't most people just play like it is um this has led to big cbd usage and chiropractors love cbd right mm -hmm. what are you guys thoughts on cbd in a chiropractic practice you want me to take it? Yeah, you okay. can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like how everybody defers to me all the time. Well, it's, just... <laughs> well, it's, it's illegal to have CBD um, in Australia. Yeah, so, so it's an yeah. easy answer mm. for Billy, right? But again, I mean, it's just like anything that we, we talk about here. My my stance is always chiropractic first. And it's not to, to discredit the um, idea that CBD is beneficial for people, because I will tell you, I mean, the work that we do in the specific chiropractic centers, we take care of a lot of sick individuals. I mean, I've taken care of quadriplegics, paraplegics, ghost limb pain, um, you know, people suffering with migraines for 40 plus years, fibromyalgia, the whole gamut of stuff. And especially being in California, where they were kind of on this leading edge of bringing in CBD, um, I've seen it benefit a lot of people to help them manage some of the stuff that they were going through as their bodies were healing. So yeah, I mean, does it, is it, does it benefit people? Absolutely. I've seen it over and over. So I'm not saying that it doesn't, and I'm not saying it's a great thing, but exercise benefits people. What happened? Yeah. I want to, I mean, just a quick thought, a question is I'm not obviously I'm not a chiropractor, but one of the things I've heard is we become a more like it helps with inflammation. Yeah. Um, I want to ask, is this a myth in chiropractic that it's harder to adjust someone if they're inflamed or what there's, I've heard this from chiropractors like, you know, Oh, it's after Thanksgiving. They ate all this toxic stuff. They're so inflamed. It's hard to move the bone. I mean, when you hear this stuff, from your guys' perspective, is that a myth? True? Is there in between? I mean, I don't know that I'm super qualified to answer that question because I've always just worked solely with the upper cervical spine, never adjust anything else. And so in my my own practice, I've never seen a correlation to that, but um, I don't not really. No, yeah, yeah, I, don't know. I mean people come in with all sorts of stuff. Yeah. You know, they whether they've just come from the gym or you know, they've eaten a whole lot of turkey. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, most people are inflamed anyway. Like we're living, we're living say, in, a, yeah. in a society where, like, you know, everyone's inflamed. You know, to a certain yeah. extent. So when, when when you hear that from chiropractors, is that just is that kind of like someone who's just not really adept? <laughs> I don't know that I've heard that a lot though either. I've heard it a ton. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I I mean. I, yeah, I would, I would agree with Billy. I think that actually most people end up in your office because they're having some sort of major inflammatory response. I mean, almost everything that you see has mm. some sort of underlying inflammatory this response. This is for STEM too. This is what I've heard, you know, like STEM helps loosen up stuff so you can, I, I'm just, I'm just sharing the message. Just resting. <laughs> I mean, one of the things that we did, like we, you know, I have heard, and and that is that you know, if you if you like for, like for the chiropractors that do do massage or do some sort of soft tissue prior mm. to checking mm. and adjusting, that you know that you lose some of your diagnostic kind of like you know you know feel sure. yeah because you're you know Makes loosening sense. up the muscles when you know you should be actually seeing you know where the muscles are tightening up and that kind of stuff. That's yeah, no, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. 
Let us know. Anybody out there, let us know, because we clearly don't have the answer. Well, we do have the answers at summer camp for a lot of business stuff, guys, and we're getting closer and closer. Um, Me and Billy were together yesterday when someone called about uh, getting group tickets. If you're looking for group packages, you can reach out to me, reach out to Sean or Lacey, and we'll figure something out. Uh, But time is is passing, and we're going to hit soon April 15th when we reveal the whole lineup to the universe, and you're going to have intense FOMO, people, intense FOMO. Uh, if you don't have your tickets yet. So go to come to summercamp.com, come to summercamp.com. We just announced Billy Chow as our MC for the weekend. Woo-hoo. That's worth the price of admission alone. Yeah. <laughs> I'll promise to get my clothes on. <laughs> and with that, we'll see you next day.